Welcome to Executives at the Edge, a podcast brought to you by MEF. I'm your host, Pascal Menezes. Join me as we explore thought-provoking perspectives from the leaders and changemakers who are propelling enterprise digital transformation forward. I'm so excited today to have Jeremy Wubbs, SAP Product Marketing and Professional Services from Bell Canada. And Jeremy, it's such a pleasure to have you. And why don't you tell our listeners a little about yourself? Great. Hey, great. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, I run the uh, the product marketing professional services team for uh, for enterprise clients essentially in uh, for Bell Canada. So that includes all the you know core connectivity, voice collaboration, security, and the professional services bench that really executes on those big large projects for our clients. Wow. Uh, now you've been. You've been in the industry a long time, right? So mainly Bell Canada, correct? Yeah, Bell Canada, and I spent a number of years um, uh, running one of the advanced research and development teams at uh, Nortel as well. Actually. Oh, nice, sweet, ah, Canada. Eh? <laughs> yeah, I'm probably Canadian too. <laughs> hey, uh, anyways, let's uh, let's get to you know this episode. I would like to cover network as a service. I think it's a really upcoming era. People talk about it. Funny for a decade we've been talking network as a service, but I think now we're really hitting. The essence, what network as a service is. So, Jeremy, um, you know, can you tell us what is network as a service and what's the definition? I mean, yeah, it's a good question. I mean, there's a lot of different industry definitions, right? I mean, I, I think of it in it kind of its simplest form as, um, you know, automating network functions, giving the customer the ability to turn on features, network features, routing, switching. Um, SD WAN is one of probably the best examples, and I, I'd say. You know, increasingly, uh, it's getting hard to draw the lines between network as a secure service and security as a service, right? Mm. I mean, uh, how would you define it, Pascal? <laughs> I think network as a service has now become network and security all yeah. combined together. So we're—I mean, I think we're going to be calling it secure network as a service. So. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I could totally—I could totally see that. I think the—the the, actually the the other one of the other podcasts with uh, Greg Connors from VMware, yeah, where he talks about. Um, you know, SD WAN, SASE, and Secure Service Edges. You know, you can really see exactly what you talked about. You know, are you, is it the network? Is it security? It's both. Right. So. so, so what is what is the you know what's attractive to the enterprise? Why why now? Why, I mean, for ten years, I think networks for the ten years I was looking at it was more site to site, site to data center. It was around network connectivity and the changing of bandwidth. Like, so, kind of interesting, but not as interesting as now. Especially with you know work from anywhere and digital transformation, so help us why why the enterprise care about now. Yeah, I I, th I think a lot of it is the work is the work from anywhere. I think it's you know customers uh, are moving workloads to the cloud, yep. and the, being able to shift to different cloud providers, move workloads around, requires so much more flexibility um, in the network, and it, it, like you you can't manage it manually. Like you actually need it automated, and you know who better than the customer to actually know what they need to change. Right, so you know they want to have their hands on the hands on the controls to be able to you know turn features up and down because they know when they need the cloud, they know when they want to change something, right? Better than the service provider does because their their hands are on top of it and they're they're closer to their um, their services. Uh, like I said, especially with cloud and, and remote work, um, I'd say for the first time, even you know last year and this year, we actually see RFPs from clients, enterprise clients that actually are titled network as a service. Wow! Right, and you know that they they actually talk about the the requirements of how they want to interface digitally. 
they talk about the level of automation, what things they want to change, what things they want the you know, service provider to change. And I've even seen ones, even recently, as you know, recently as in the last couple of months, where um, we're even seeing it from governments, right? So, oh, wow. yeah. So I, you know, I think right. it's, I'd say never as a service has arrived, right? And, you know, we're, awesome. we're, we're really seeing it show up. And then, you know, to your point earlier, you know, some of them, you know, they read as network as a service, but when you go under the covers, a security is, you know, security is included as part, it's part of it, right? So secure networks as a service is probably the, the, the way to articulate it now. Yeah, I, I think cybersecurity is top of mind. I think now they think networks and cybersecurity should be all bundled together, right? So, so interestingly, you're seeing RFPs. So, are they coming from very large uh, enterprise, multinational, or are the or like, like small, medium enterprises or not? Yeah, I wouldn't. Not I, 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 small, I wouldn't say small, medium. Yeah, we haven't seen it from small, medium enterprise. We've seen it from large financial institutions, yeah. what government, you know, big government. Um, seen it from retailers. So. Yeah. Retailer with you know national presence, we've we've seen that. I would say um, you know kind of a more basic version of of um, you know secure NAS. We do see um, we sell it, but we don't see it necessarily as RFP. So you know where where you know five years ago even we would have been saying here's a managed MPLS service. Now we're saying hey here's a managed you know well SD WAN service and here's the digital interface. It's really NAS. But we sell it as managed SD-WAN because the customer thinks SD-WAN, but it comes with a portal, comes with automation, comes with you know, come, comes with uh, kind of that NAS NAS experience. And then um, one of the cool things about it is you know, then we actually see customers come back and say, "Well, can I also have you know other services kind of the same way?" Once you present them with that portal, and they're starting to do things themselves, and they start asking for more things behind the portal. So you can start to see the I said that definition expand. And scale. Mm -hmm. Now, now the NAS, it's really managed, but it's not managed. It's, just, it's as a service, so it's a subscription yeah. model. Yeah. So, can you help subscriptions? Are you looking to buy like a monthly subscription, or is it like an IAS on demand and usage base, or is because I've heard like like usage is impossible. And the other thing I think it's also is like they don't own any of that, right? It's not. It's like a utility. You don't own it. You basically you're just buying it as a service. Can you help us? Yeah, I'd here? say like the the, the the examples we've seen are deployed are all they're they're pure as a service. So we are deploying all the all the hardware and software. Yeah, um, I'd say they're pretty much all um, monthly subscription with a few features you can turn up and on okay. off and on. And I'd say I think the reason also it's monthly subscription is one like you know the customer themselves wants you know predictability. You know, they also don't want the idea of turning things up and up and down and getting surprise bills, right? And, yeah. and not being able to, to budget for it. I'd also say, like, a, you know, as a provider, like ourselves and others, like, hey, some of them have to be in the form of, you know, monthly because you we're going to put up a, we're going to spend a lot of money on hardware, you know, and and licensing for them, like at a, br a branch, for example. In which case, you know, it's going to come in come in that form, but features on top. You know, can be on demand. Sometimes they'll turn things on for a month. Sometimes they'll okay. you know, shut them back off. Right? So, like, 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 like Office three six five has all these various levels too. Yeah. So, it's, and so I think it's copying that model. So interesting. Now, do you see network as a service um, also going into the like you know the wireless infrastructures like you know private five G Wi Fi? You have to manage all of that into yeah. the device. Even I think it, I think it has to go there. Like we we've done we've done a handful where you might use something like the Cisco DNA Center or something yeah. like that. You get into the LAN so that some of the bigger clients you're doing kind of edge 
and into the LAN, Wi-Fi controllers, other things. Um, we haven't seen as much demand for that yet, but I think it's I think it's coming. I mean, the, the, the challenge is, is you you kind of end up with two models. You end up with some of the larger enterprise who are pretty prescriptive about the things they want, and you sort of go off and customize things a little bit for them. Like they want specific platforms, you know, specific you know, like I said equipment providers, etc. So that that becomes a bit of a challenge. Versus, you know, if there's a specific service you you actually want to go and offer the market, um, hey, then you can then you can kind of plan it yourself, and there's less customization. So you think of the SMBs and others, you could do a managed, you know, you could do a managed Wi-Fi, you can do, um, you know, managed uh, SD WAN, some managed security all through a portal and interface. But you know, you have to sell what you have. You can't right. be customizing it. Yeah. The larger ones, you tend to, you kind of veer off and end up doing a little bit of customization. Okay customization for them. And, and so why not, why, what's the difference between network as service and managed networks? I mean, it's the same thing? I think it's the same, it, I think there's, there's, I'd say two, two differences. I think in, in the case of um, um, uh, ma managed, like we, you know, there's a lot of companies like ourselves who have large network operation centers that, you know, are watching the lights and, you know, kind of managing the equipment and infrastructure of the client. I, I think in the case of network as a service, um, we're managing equipment, but we're extending control back to the customer. Some level of control. Oh, okay. You know, it's a, it's you know, it's it's automated it's through a portal. But you know, in the old world, customers calling in, there might be a little bit of portal work, but like you're, you know, it's it's more you know fingers in command line interfaces making changes. You ah, know, it's, you, it's a subtle point. Yeah, right? you've kind of automated the managed service, right? Yeah. And I'd, I'd say I'd say that that's kind of one. And and then the second is kind of the roadmap and release management. Like if you've proper properly done that works as a service, hey, there's a roadmap for the customer to follow. It's not like they're issuing another RFP that says, oh, I now need these things. Hey, there's a common roadmap, you know, that says, okay, here's the next set of releases, the next set of as a service capabilities are coming, just like you would if you were using 365 or another cloud service. Okay, what are the next set of yeah, next set of features that are coming, yeah. right? So Oh, very very good. Yeah. That's yeah. I, So what 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 are the building blocks to network as a service? I mean, you talked about portals and automation. I mean, I'd love to hear that. Yeah, I think the the the, the automation is the hardest one, I think and and um, I'd say three, so the, the portal, the interface, the way the customers going to interact with the service is kind of one. The second is the the um, the automation, right? And I'll, I'll touch on that in a second. And the, kind of the third is is actually the platform of uh, you know what am I virtualizing? What am I controlling? Is it SD WAN? Is it you know firewall? Is it IDS, IPS? Whatever sort of sort of products or services are behind it. I think the 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 automation is the tricky one. Like I'd say, if you think about um, you know by you know like Craig's example of VMware, you can you can buy. VMware tools that have some level of automation kind of out of the box, so you could uh, deploy a VMware solution. But once you start crossing vendors, that's where the automation becomes becomes tricky. So you you know if a customer wants best of breed, that often involves more than one vendor. So you kind of have to get into service chaining and figuring out how to automate things together. I'd say that 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 gets get, get gets pretty tricky to do, but tends to be more for the larger, more complex clients, and then for the kind of SMB. You could take a VMware solution, a Meraki solution. You could take some stuff more out of the box, and kind of automate that in in, in, a, in an easier way. But you know, the customer, the customer interface is pretty power, powerful for the clients because you can you know start to tuck other services in behind it. 
So there's a customer facing portal and then there's all the integration to all your technology providers. Yeah, well, technology providers, you sort of can go, as, as, as we talk a lot at the MEF, you can go kind of east-west into, you know, in, into linking in to get connectivity from other providers globally. Yeah, you know, yeah. North, south, into, okay, well, now I want to... I want to do myself. Yeah, I, I want to turn on an SD-WAN. Yeah. I want to buy another, some, some technology or even go into the, you know, kind of the underlay and yeah. the control bandwidth. So the, it's probably an infinite number of possibilities, right? Yeah, and I think you brought up a very good point because there's either... So what we've been working in MEF is this you know, it's APIs, you know, that have plug-and-play capability for all the business operational aspects. So, you know, it's really interesting facing the enterprise. Of course, they want to be able to get quotes in order and then they turn it up and test the service, how well it's performing a lot. But the question is, do you now integrate horizontally to partners? Like, you know, Craig talks about this. You know, because they're all becoming cloud players, right? You know, Cisco, VMware, versus they all got clouds. And they're saying, you know, I can operate that cloud right up quite efficiently with all of my people. So do you just horizontally integrate that? Is that going to be faster, better than vertically integrating down? Well, I, your I, stack? I, I think I, it's a, that's a fantastic question. Because my, I actually think you, you do. You do exactly what you say. I think the, the carrier becomes very focused on where they can, automating the underlay, simplifying the underlay. Um, kind of the enterprise architecture, as, as you might, might articulate it, you know, is very focused on the underlay. And then you're, you kind of have an over-the-top um, enterprise architecture for services. Right. And so, you know, you can aggregate, you can say, I want a bit of VMware, I want a bit of Cisco, I want to, you know, you're, you have an orchestration layer to kind of pull different pieces together, right? right? And I, I, think, I think you'll see CSP start to think about, you know, kind of splitting that way. Right? Yeah, I call it horizontal Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. And it's almost on two layers because the, the problems you need to solve in the connection world are very physical, fiber, other things. Yeah. They're very different than the problems you need to solve at the service layer. But what we did with MEF and Sonata is we split the APIs doesn't care whether it's underlays or, or services. So that, you know, the brilliance of what we've done, you know, thanks to the board like yourself and all the technical communities and all that over the years, um, we, we built them the TM form APIs and now this ability to split up the service and, de and we define the services, SD-WAN, SASE now, Zero Trust. But also to then say, I can use the same quote API, the same ordering API, the same performance APIs it's kind of powerful idea. So uh, I think I think you know automation has become a must-have. You cannot. It's not nice to have anymore. I remember when I first came to MEF, was like I talked to CSPs and they're going, "Oh, I got lots of people. They're cheap. You know, especially in parts of the world." And and not like yeah, yeah. no, no, I, I'm, I'm and I can do it with people and you know the scripts yeah. and all that. That like, that those days are gone, right? Oh, they're they're long gone. And I think I think um, you know. Uh, you can't do it with people because, I mean, not for two reasons. One is the obvious one of cost, and you know, the other one is is that you just can't meet the service expectations of clients. Yeah. Like, it needs to be done. Like they want to yeah. change something, can't go through three or four sets of hands on its way to the device or the the service thir third party, depending on what type of solution you're providing. It's it's got to be done pretty much pretty much instantly, and that's that's the expectation. So I wanted to um, two more questions, and then we'll end. Uh, so, what can you share? Lessons learned from Volcanoes? Yeah, I, look, I, I think less, lessons learned. Like, um, you know, there's there the industry's evolved so much, and there's so much great work. Uh, uh, the math's been done. I'm like privileged to be part of the MEF team and the board. Don't start from scratch. There's so many great standards out there. So much that has already been learned in the industry. I think take take advantage of of the learnings. Um, I'd say that that's that's one. 
uh, I'd say, um, you know, don't ever underestimate the importance of that customer interface and asking the customer and spending time with them to get a to get kind of a view of of um, kind of the experience they want and you know how how they want to show up and be able to control the service. And then I think the third one you highlighted, like, don't orchestrate everything yourself. Orchestrate into the into the you know the. the the partners, the third parties, and others that have global scale, they have their own roadmaps, right? So how do you line up to those roadmaps and use APIs to inherit the capabilities and make a part of your catalog? Right? Yeah, so true. I, I think that gives you rapid innovation. And on top of it, you don't have to own all that technology. They can do it faster than anybody else. Cause it's yeah, yeah. Look, and the, and the goal of CSP is to provide great service. That's right. right. I mean, uh, over in the CSP, we have great connections, great fiber, great 5G. I've got great, great services over them, sort of best network you know, best services and, you know, curating those and serving them up as a great experience is, is high value to clients, right? So last question, it's such a great pleasure, Jeremy. Um, any final thoughts, comments of network as a service? Uh, I, I think the one thing I didn't, like I touched on a little bit is, it, it, you know, creating that great experience is an opportunity to actually sell more and delight the customer more. Like once you've got a great, you know, secure network as a service model, uh, you're going to add in more things to the catalog. You're going to actually add the ability to, you know, consume compute, storage, and everything else with the hyperscalers. So you're going to add 365. You're going to you're going to have a catalog of, of things Ooh, that customers smart, consume, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, you know, you you solidify yourself in a place that's valuable to the client. You know, on the back of of the network, something that they're they're used to you providing. So I I just I think the t time is now. It's a great opportunity. There's great standards. It's a great time to lean and invest. Yeah, and in that fact, it's exactly how we're seeing secure network as a service. It's underlays available globally through all our automation APIs. It's overlay with our SD-WAN standardization. It's cybersecurity with SASE and zero trust. And finally, we see multi-cloud, that integration of multi-cloud, not only to the hyperscalers, but to like the technology vendors and the SOX and the NOX and the power and space guys to the edge guys. You know, that cloud is like going to be massively everywhere, and they're going to do it really well. So how can you horizontally integrate to them too? So we're seeing it like that. So and, and I think, you know, thank you for being on the board. You've, you know, Bell Canada and yourself has been outstanding, and especially uh, from um, our friend there, uh, Jason, who co-chairs the MEF. He does an outstanding job in the technical side, and then your, you know, great vision brings to the board. So thank you, Jeremy. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure to spend some time with you again.